listening to Gratitude and Grace, a mindful approach to recognizing the abundance and positivity in your daily life. Discover how you can change your life by changing your thoughts. Here's your host and hope dealer, Jenna Drew Dancy. Hi, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm so excited for you to be here for this episode of Gratitude and Grace. I've got a super special guest joining me, and I'll introduce her in just a moment. I think she's going to really change your outlook on life, and I, I can't wait for you to hear this story. Um, but just a few quick updates before we get started. Um, first, I want to let you guys know that the official launch of our brand new gratitude journal is almost here. It's like so close that I can almost feel it. I haven't gotten my official copy yet, but I did get the cover work back and it looks absolutely beautiful. So we are just, we're that much closer to releasing it. Um, and I'll have more details for you on that here soon. And in two weeks, I'm going to be in Minneapolis. So if any of our community members are ready to get connected and want to touch base and talk all things gratitude, abundance, abundance, health, wellness, oils, you name it, I'll be there and just reach out at lifedefinedbygrace.com and we'll get connected while I'm out in Minneapolis for a speaking event. Um, all right, so without any more waiting, let's get to today's special guest. So I've got Laura here. She is the host of the Peaceful Life podcast. If you have not seen this podcast yet or, or heard any of the episodes, you have got to jump over there and subscribe for her because, I mean, I went on a binging, <laughs> binging spree whenever I found your podcast, Laura. So I feel like so many people need to hear this message from you. Thank um, you. Yes, you're welcome. And you know what, as soon as everybody hears your story, they're, I know they're going to jump over there and download every, every episode. Um, just hearing the, you know, the impact of the different events you've gone through, through your life, and setting into this motion of gratitude and peacefulness. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I just, I'm so excited you're here. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here, too. Great. Uh, so, when... We dive in. The first thing I just, as soon as I saw this, I had to jump in and talk, knew I had to talk to you about this because we just moved from the big city of New York to the countryside and now we have our own homestead that's happening. Awesome. And awesome. That's we, awesome. It's, it's such a different pace of life. And mm -hmm. I know you've gone through this experience too, moving from a big city to the mountains of California. Definitely. <laughs> I, um, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about it. I, I've always like been fascinated with the woods and the mountains. And I think I first came to visit this area in about, it was like early 90s after my daughter was born. We took family trips up to the Yosemite area and I just fell in love with it. Now, you have to understand, I've always been a city girl. I grew up in Chicago and moved to LA and lived in LA for 22 years. I loved the hubbub and the nightlife mm -hmm. and the excitement and there was always something to do. Um, but there was always that woodsy thing in the back of my mind. It was like, wouldn't it be just great to just get away? 
And as I talked about in my most previous episode, I was looking back through some of my vacation photos and I found this one of a little cabin in the woods and it had a for rent sign on it. And I took a picture of it and there was no way at the time I could have upped and moved to the mountains at that time. That was about 15 years ago. But that planted a seed in my head. I'm mm -hmm. like, maybe someday I could go do that. And um, when my daughter went off to college and I had worked my business so I could do it remotely, I do web development, um, I thought, why not just do it? <laughs> I mean, I want to fulfill this dream. I want to see how it is. I want to see how my life changed. And if it would be for the better, and if it doesn't work out, then so what, I move back, right? And um, so it, I think it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. I hope it's the same for you moving to the countryside. As you know, life is completely different. I feel that people are happier because it's a more peaceful and joyous atmosphere. Um, I think nature makes us happier, definitely. Um, this is the first time I've ever lived in a small town. And so I'm getting a feel for what community means um, and people actually banding together for good and for each other. And I don't think you really necessarily get that in larger urban sprawling cities. Right. You're not as connected to everybody yeah. around you. And part of that is why people live in those big cities. That's and true. So coming to a place with that community, I can totally relate. And it's just, there's something different in the air and just the attitude you have when you wake up. And yeah. it's, it's funny because going back to that photo, I don't know if you're a believer in vision boards or synchronicity, but it's <laughs> like back on that, that trip, that was the creation of your vision board for your cabin in the woods. It really was because it created the vision in my head. And I remember, you know, LA rents and prices, you can just imagine, but that little cabin was for rent for $700. And I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> like, you know, I was probably paying three times that much for a two bedroom apartment. And um, so I thought, wow. And it really is kind of the best kept secret in California because real estate prices are amazing up here. Now, you do have some drawbacks, like we don't have a hospital here, you know, so the nearest hospital is about 45 minutes away. So if anything really, really serious happens, you're going to have to be airlifted. Um, but you kind of have to weigh the pros and cons and see if this is something that, that your life can handle. Exactly. It's such a different and total, not even a, I don't want to call it a full circle because it's not coming back to where you are, but 180 is what it is. Exactly. <laughs> a complete reverse of what you were experiencing. Right. I'm so happy for you and, and having yeah. this experience. And I mean, just grateful for technology to be able to do that, especially you're a web developer. So you, you're able to really work from wherever you want to. So why not? Right. Yeah. And like, not only was I not able to do this in my 20s or 30s, but I probably wouldn't have wanted to, you know, it, there's different stages in your life too. And I don't know if you have children, but 
you know, at the stage of my life where I've done all the city stuff and it was really exciting and, you know, I've kind of, I've sowed my oats in a way, you know, that now it's a time of my life where I want to settle and be quiet and, you know, have my animals and just kind of hole up and, and cocoon, as they say. <laughs> yeah, so we, we have one little girl. She's going to be two this summer, and we'll have our, our second little girl coming this summer, too. So. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, so I can't even tell from the video. <laughs> If I stand up, you could definitely see. <laughs> so that's kind of what our motivation was for that move is we wanted our girls to be able to see what life was like and yeah. not just hectic and chaotic and, you know, toxic or anything like that. We wanted them to know, like, with our garden, where are their food comes from, where are their than what nature is really like. And it's not just this plot in the middle of the city that they call a park. There's real, real woods and animals out there. So, yeah. I think that's so important too. And, you know, after my move to the mountains, um, my personal life has changed. You talk about, you know, realizing what food you're putting in your body. I turned vegan. Um, you know, I started growing some food myself or eating from gr friends' gardens. Um, animals were a little more important to me and saving the environment and the earth was more important to me because I see all that she's given back to us. Right, you know? and, and that, that kind of leads right into your practice of gratitude. You couldn't have right. done a better segue because really how much is it our gratitude for mother nature and everything that earth gives us. And I'd love to hear more about your, your start with gratitude and, and if there was something or some event that really led to your practice. Absolutely. Um, when I was 14, I was in a really bad car accident and I was actually in a coma for four days. Um, and unbeknownst to me, but my parents told me later that the doctors told them that they should start making funeral arrangements. And so they were really expecting me to die. And I was in intensive care. And then when I started regaining consciousness, um, the doctor said, oh, well, you better expect brain damage, like severe brain damage. And so then they got all prepared for that. And when I woke up, now I haven't even told this on my podcast yet. I don't know how to fit it in, but so you're the first one to hear it. We're getting a um, sneak right here. Yeah. <laughs> so when I woke up, I was intubated, meaning that there were tubes going up my nose and down in breathing for me. Um, so I couldn't speak. Um, but I did remember that I could hand spell. My sister had taught me sign language. So I immediately started spelling. And she was interpreting, and the doctors were like, uh, there's no brain damage here, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because I was communicating the best way I, I could know how with, by being intubated. And, I mean, obviously, long story short, I got my degree, and everything's fine. My brain's perfect. I have no problems with that. And so, though, after that, you know, you have to question, even as a 14-year-old, why did I come back, you know, and why was I saved? And what does life have to offer me? And what do I have to offer life? 
So I think, and, and I was always a deep thinking child. Um, that's probably very apparent in my podcast too. But it was very profound for me. And my family was not religious. So that being said, um, I was more philosophical in the way I grew up, but so grateful. I mean, I, I believe that I saw everything differently. I did literally stop and smell the roses. You know, I would pet flowers and I just take life into account more differently than everyone else because it opened my eyes. Um, and maybe that's why I'm more of a deep thinker. And I think about these things that I talk about on the Peaceful Life podcast and why holding a grudge just is not worth your energy. And being kind to people is kind of what life is all about and love. And so I incorporate that philosophy into the Peaceful Life podcast and in my everyday life. So that was pretty much the catalyst to how... I feel in terms of having gratitude for my life. And like I said, I wasn't born religious. I wasn't raised religious, um, never had any organized religion. I'm spiritual. Um, you know, my mother said, be kind to yourself and to others. And that's all I can ask for from you. And that's kind of how I, how I live my life. So that's it. That's the story. That is what an experience. And, you know, you can just imagine what it was like for your family to be sitting there and hearing these, this news. And then all of a sudden, here comes Laura and she totally just <laughs> takes off and goes beyond what any of the doctors had imagined and thought. And, right. you know, as talking to other women who start to practice gratitude, what's really interesting is that it almost becomes a practice later in life. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, what a big experience at such a young age to start being grateful and start to think about the impact that you were meant to have on the world right. at 14 because of this experience. And that, I mean, that just gives me chills thinking about you and having that fresh mind and being able to focus on for your whole life, really, what you were meant to be doing and what you're born to be doing. And, you know, it also allowed me to be not a huge risk taker, but I allow myself to fulfill my wishes and desires and that if I want to take up photography, I'll take up photography. If I want to try a new business, I try a new business. Um, you know, I've learned over the years to kind of break down those inner barriers because, dang it, life is short. <laughs> you know, you learn that over the years. And, you know, I feel that what at 14 was kind of a rebirth for me. And how dumb would it be to just, you know, plod through life and not take advantage of that, that extra opportunity. And so I'm extremely grateful, you know, and I say, I always say to like, God, goddess, all there is, the universe, whoever you believe, Mother Earth, that I'm allowed to participate in this, this wonderful experience with everyone else. Absolutely. And I love that you brought up the spirituality because so many times you know, we're, we're kind of born into a family that practices a certain religion or maybe we're not. And then you're open to exploring all different alternatives. How do you feel that 
that your spirituality really plays into this place you are now in life? Well, um, that's a good question. I think, you know, I've kind of built up my own belief system by doing a lot of reading and talking to people who have a lot of different views. And um, I think it plays a big role in it. I, like I said, I don't believe in any kind of God per se, but I do believe that there's God in all of us. Um, and that comes from a book that I read called Stranger in a Strange Land about a, um, a boy who was raised on Mars. It was science fiction. And he, has, he comes back to Earth, but he's got all these like Martian ideals, which was um, not necessarily that there was an external God, but there is God in all of us and the good in all of us creates God together. And that kind of really resonated with me. So I kind of chose that from that book and I was like, okay, so that's part of Laura's spirituality. And, uh, and I kind of build on my own beliefs and morals and guidelines and ethics to where I live my life. And it's not necessarily what others have written down or have dictated. Um, so, but I, I think my mom and my dad had a big role in that, in that they were like that too. My dad was um, raised Jewish and my mom was raised Catholic. So there you go. And um, so my mom had a lot of the Christian Catholic ideals, but she had kind of gone away from the church and, ha and raised us a little more spiritually. Yeah. yeah, now I just want to go back you know, to your, your first experience at 14 with your accident. And it's almost like you woke up even though you had this like lingering death sentence, right? That, that the doctors had, had thought was going to happen. And you know, what, what was that like for you? And, and how do you feel that you, you obviously went on the path of positivity and thinking about why me? Why do I get this chance? And, and going on this path to discovery when there was probably so many different other ways or avenues that you could have gone. How do you think that's really impacted your life? Well, I mean, I, I, I don't want to give the impression that I'm perfect either because, you know, there are times when I get frustrated with people and I swear and, you know, I could be better at, at life. But We all um, can, right? <laughs> right, exactly. So it's like nobody's perfect, but we're all perfect. That's kind of my outlook. Um, we're perfectly imperfect. But as a child, you know, you just still have to go back to high school and you got to do your best and you have to study. But um, I'm not sure it even changed my personality that much as a teenager. Um, I worked so I could get into a really great college and then I worked so I could graduate and then I had the skills to have a good career. So I've always been, you know, a very nose to the books kind of person. Um, but in my private life, um, I never took friends or family for granted. They're very important to me. I have three sisters. Um, in the past 
four years, both our parents have passed. So now it's just us now. And I feel like sometimes I'm the glue that keeps it all together because I'm the one who reaches out to each and every sister and makes sure that we're all communicating. So, you know, it, it has made a difference in all my relationships. I think that's so much about what gratitude really is, is recognizing the abundance that you have in your life from the people that are exactly. in, in the people you surround yourself with. Yeah, and you know, a lot of religions has have prayer, and um, I definitely I do meditation. I practice meditation and gratitude, which is really just a form of prayer in a way. It's just a different word for it. It's being mindful of all that you have and all the abundance in the world, and and having it bring you joy. Um, so it, you know, it's just different words for the same thing. Exactly. And so you mentioned meditation and the gratitude. And so I, I love sharing kind of takeaways for our listeners and because gratitude and meditation and abundance and visualization, these can be all things that aren't necessarily concrete right especially right. if you're getting started so if there's any like tips that you have to share about just jumping in and getting started or maybe like what your your practice is like whether it's you know for me I like to jot down first thing in the morning five things that I, I'm really grateful for or at the end of the day if, if mornings are hectic which some most of the time they are with an almost two-year-old. Yes. <laughs> and I'll, I'll wrap up my evening with that gratitude practice. And you know, so, so what does that look like for you? Well, you know, it's definitely hard in the age of technology to kind of tear yourself away from the screen. But I, I make a point of it. When I wake up, um, that's my time with my animals. I have two cats and a dog and, and that's my time. Sometimes I'll even get my coffee and sit on the floor because they'll all come to me and I want to make a specific time where I interact with them because otherwise a lot of times we just live with our animals and we don't think about it and they just kind of coexist with us and you walk the dog or you let them out. But I, at one point, I think it was a couple years ago, I thought, I guess when my older dog passed is like, I wish I had just stopped and, and had been more mindful of our time together. So that's something I do is I, I spend time with my animals. I check in with my daughter who now lives in Las Vegas. She's married. And I make sure that I communicate with her each day. Um, during the week, I, I make sure all my family is communicated with. Um, and so for me, the gratitude is just connection, um, not only connection with family, but also with friends. I think, what am I doing, you know, this week in my community to connect and give back? Because I think it's really important. A lot of the, you have to show your gratitude by giving. And um, as you probably know, giving is just, it comes back like tenfold. Exactly. Whenever that can be almost the highest form of gratitude is by giving, you know, your time, your possessions, your money, like whatever you have to give, right. you get that back. And, and I always like to tell people to think about where they need support in their life and start giving that. 
So, oh, I like that. You know, if you're somebody looking for more more wealth or abundance, start donating. Mm -hmm. You know, and it doesn't have to be a lot. It can just be a little bit, and until you can donate more. But then that's going to, like you said, come back tenfold. If you need more time in your life, then start giving some of your time and you're going to get more back. And I think that's such a, a great practice to instill. That's a great point. Like at the end of last year, um, I, my, it was like a very low year in terms of income. And I was thinking, what can I do to make more money? What can I do to make more money? And then I thought, you know what? I'm going to change this. Let's turn this around. And I thought, what can I do to put good out into the world? I'm going to forget about the money. I'm going to start this podcast because this is something I've always thought about. Not going to worry about sponsorships or numbers or listeners. If they need it, they'll find it and they'll come. Number two is I'm going to start giving you know, my web development skills back to the community. I choose an organization that needs it that might not be able to afford it, and I help them with their website. And the funniest thing that happened is that um, work started coming in. <laughs> People were grateful. My name got out there. Um, you're making goodwill. And then suddenly I got like almost more work than I can handle. So it just happens. You know, it's like if you could put the good out into the world, it all comes back. Right. It's, you're putting out that, that quest for, for more goodness to come back. And I love what you said about searching and putting out your goodness and instead of focused on the end result, which is more income. Right. And so many stories are aligned with that. Whenever you start really focusing on your passion, the income just starts coming in. So, so yeah. really having that mindset to, to focus on where you thrive and where your genius zone is, and then you start to see it come back to you. Um, exactly. So one thing that I, I wanted to make sure that we talked about was, you know, were there any roadblocks along the way? You know, often, of like, like you said, you know, I wasn't always perfect and perfect is being not perfect. And so what, what kind of roadblocks did you have? And, and how did you kind of circle those back to, to your positivity mindset? Well, going back to money, being um, an independent contractor or working for myself, there have been really good years and there have been really bad years. You know, my income can fluctuate. And so I would say, you know, a roadblock is, you know, I going from like making 175,000 a year to 25,000 a year. And I've been in both places. And what you learn, and this goes back to gratitude, is you have to determine what is important to you. Really, is that huge house important to you? No, it's not. Um, in fact, it's a burden because I can't keep up the house and I can't keep up the property living there alone. So I downsized. And, um, you know, it comes back to you determine specifically what is really important in my life. It's not the money. It's that my loved ones are happy and healthy. It's that I can keep a roof over my head and feed myself and my animals. Um, at this point in time before it was feed my daughter, you know, so even with 
raising her and I raised her alone, it was, can I provide for her? But um, the roadblocks have been like not only challenging career wise, but um, monetarily too. You know, when I was, I was a web developer since the very beginning and then the bubble burst in the internet industry. There was no work whatsoever. I mean, it just went to zero. Um, and yet I knew it was going to come back. I knew it wasn't gone away forever, but I had three years, I had two years where I absolutely had no income and my family helped me with that. And then I just started getting back into the game. And I did other things at the time. I mean, I, I had no pride. <laughs> I couldn't because I had to raise my daughter. So those were the kind of roadblocks that I faced in my life. And I think that happens to everyone that, you know, you might be in a job and suddenly you're not in that job or you're downsized or whatever. But again, I think that made me think about the importance of or the non-importance of stuff. <laughs> and um, at one point, I, I like to tell people this, that the worst car that I ever had was a BMW, and the best car I ever had was a Ford. And I still have a Ford, and it's 10 years old, and there's almost nothing wrong with it. You know, so was that BMW worth the money? Absolutely not, and I'd never buy one again, you know? So just get rid of all this stuff, because that's not what's important in life. Right. And, you know, it just goes back to, are the materials the most important or is it the connections and the communication right. and the lifestyle that, that you're creating? What, what is really your priority? And we're all different. So for right. some people, that, that BMW is like the prized possession, right? Whereas like for you, it was that, that cabin, right? That right. Exactly. you had on your vision board. Yeah. And when I wake up every morning and can look out at the trees, like, that's the good life for me. I don't need a BMW. Right, right. And, you know, I, I love what you said about you knew it was going to come back. It's like you had this affirmation already that the design and web development side of things was going to come back. It didn't, right. there was no question in your mind. It was just, it was happening. It was going to happen, yeah. <laughs> and that's just, that's so important too. And I don't think a lot of people talk about that as just stating what is going to happen and having that mindset that it's not right. maybe going to happen, but for you, it was, it was happening. There was no choices. Yeah. <laughs> and you also have to be practical too. You can't be like, well, you know, I'm 65 years old and I want to be an astronaut. I mean, you have to be practical. Um, and I talk about that in my latest episode, which is, it's called why not, um, you know, a practical way to live your dreams. So yes, you can live your dreams, but you can't make it so it's like ridiculously impossible. You know, it's like, I want to be Oprah. Well, that's probably not going to happen. But there's a way to live a fulfilling life. And for example, you can't be an astronaut, but there's space camp for adults. So go do it. You know, why not? <laughs> that would be so fun. Exactly. And think about you know what things that an astronaut does that you would love to do. And I'm right. sure there's a way to do those here on Earth. <laughs> Absolutely. There's that um, rocket that you can go up to and feels weightlessness, you know. Right. There's so many things that you can do that can bring yourself happiness that are attainable. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I just, I love your attitude and your whole outlook on life that you're sharing. And you're yeah. just, the one thing that you said that I really hope people pick up on is that list of priorities. Mm -hmm. That is so important today because we get bombarded. And I'm going to be talking about this probably in a future episode, but every day we get bombarded by tons and tons of messages. And about 70% of them are actually negative. There's been studies about this. And, and same happens with our thoughts, where our minds are always racing, and you're always having these thoughts coming into your mind. And if you don't train your brain to what you want in that priority list or that positive outlook, most of those can be negative and really have Absolutely. an impact on, on what you're doing and your abundance, your happiness, and, and just bring you down. So knowing what is your priority can be the biggest blessing in your life. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now before, before we wrap up, mm -hmm. I just want to see, you know, is there anything that we haven't touched on when it comes to like your path and, and your different growth within spirituality or gratitude and, and practicing grace that, that we haven't touched on that you think our listeners would, would love to know? I would say that, you know, it's not something that's magic. It is a practice, which means you you yourself have to make time for it. And um, when people say, oh, I don't have time to meditate or I don't have time to follow my dreams, I don't accept that. You always have time. You just have to make it. And that's, that's the priority list. Put it right. on your daily to-do list. Absolutely. If, Even if it's just five minutes, mm -hmm. you have time. Right. And there was so many busy women out there, whether you're a busy mom, busy entrepreneur, five mm -hmm. minutes, you deserve to give that to yourself. It's all about you're the practice of self-care. And today, everybody thinks about self-care as, oh, let's go get a 90-minute massage or, or let's go soak our feet for an hour. Or it, That's not always realistic. Right, so right. Sometimes it's that five minutes of peace. Definitely. For that, that listening to you know the Peaceful Life podcast in the background or the Gratitude and Grace podcast in the background yeah. in your day to day life, right? Yeah. Where where you're giving yourself that. that Definitely, and it's um, it's great that you recognize that as well, and you're giving back to your podcast. Um, I'm really excited about it, and I really am blessed that you asked me to be on the show so thank you yeah well i'm so excited you were able to join us and you know, for anybody that's listening you know we're just we're so grateful for you to be here and to share your experience with us and your path and i'd love to let them know where to go to find you and listen to your podcast and any information you'd like to share with us sure you can always start on my website which is thepeaceful.life not .com or .net, but it's thepeaceful.life. All the episodes are there and some of my blog posts as well. I'm on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and Google Play. And anywhere you listen to your podcasts, you'll probably find the Peaceful Life podcast there too. Um, the only social account I have for the show is on Facebook. So go to facebook.com slash peacefulpodcast. Great. Thanks, Laura. And Thank that's you. it for today's episode. Uh, stay tuned for the gratitude journal that I mentioned earlier.
which is actually going to be released on May 23rd. I just want to put that out there. It's actually my birthday, so it's my birthday gift to everybody. Yay, my birthday yeah. is Thursday, so oh, happy birthday to both of us. Happy birthday. May birthdays are the best. They're the best. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I'll have all of the details to check out Laura and to find her podcast in the show notes, so stay tuned for those. You've been listening to Gratitude and Grace, the number one podcast for people who want to embrace abundance and positivity daily. Don't forget to grab this week's show notes and free resources at lifedefinedbygrace.com. If you love this week's episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review.